All right, everybody, welcome to B.O. Boys for Friday, April 21st. F it, it's a raw feed. I'm doing it live. I'm Clayton. Now, this is going to be a shorter episode because Pat is on assignment. So he is not here today. And it is a shame because if he was, he'd be eating crow. And the reason being is that we had a conversation in the previous episode about whether or not Renfield and the Pope's exorcist were cannibalizing the same audience. And we were going to refer to Brett of the New Flesh podcast, who is the authority on horror. And we were going to tweet at him and say, hey, can you, uh, you know, can you get in the middle of this dispute and let us know what your thought is? And we didn't need to do that because I want you to listen to the first minute or so of the April 17th episode of The New Flesh. Here's a clip. Welcome to The New Flesh Podcast, a podcast about horror movies and all things tangentially related to horror, horror movies, and the horror lifestyle. This week, we have two main events. And since, Jesse, I thought this was actually perfect that we ended up putting these two together rather than split them up into separate episodes because both these movies cannibalize each other at the box office. So they may as well cannibalize each other on our episode about the movie. I mean, if I have not been vindicated, I don't know what would vindicate me more. So thank you, Brett, for uh, approving us using that clip. And Pat, I will put your crow in a Tupperware and save it in the fridge for you to eat at a later time. Now, with that done, let's get into the weekend preview. And we've got two, I don't, I'd say one biggie. And I guess uh, another Guy Ritchie movie. And uh, first off, let's start with Evil Dead Rise. Now, this is a movie that was initially supposed to go straight to HBO Max. And Zaz, the man, the myth, the legend, decided, let's take some of these movies that were supposed to go to HBO Max and put them in theaters. Because guess what? We just figured out that if you put a movie in theaters, it does better downstream, PVOD, streaming, right? So here we go. This movie's getting a wide release. Now, we knocked Warner Brothers for not promoting their movies that they're putting in theaters, like the Magic Mike movie that came out over Valentine's Day and House Party. Now, House Party is niche. And I would say, you know, Evil Dead is niche-ish. It is a huge IP for horror heads and gore hounds. And I don't know how much of the general public thinks how much they like these films or are clamoring for these films. I think there's a very vocal minority of horror fans, just in general horror fans, who are saying, Evil Dead, Evil Dead, Evil Dead, Evil Dead, Evil Dead. And it's known in the culture, but does that mean that tickets will be bought? 
Now, the comp I would use for Evil Dead, and the previous Evil Dead entry, right, was the reimagining of this film from 2013 called Evil Dead. It opened to $25 million, and it legged out to 54. So I'd say this movie now is tracking between 13 and 18, which seems a little bit low, but I don't know. The thing is, is this, this could just be for hardcores. I've heard it's super gory, which is fine, but is this going to be the sort of horror movie that is a date movie like Megan was? And I know the gorehounds are going to go nuts. Megan's not horror, horror, right? But this seems like it's a splatter fest. I know that Pat, who is now on assignment, but last night he did see this movie because he knew this weekend he was going to be on assignment. He would not be able to see this movie. So did a little texting with him. He said it's a gore fest. It's a splatter fest. So I don't know if a splatter fest can do the sort of numbers that a Megan can do. So we'll see. I think it definitely goes under the Evil Dead reimagining, reboot, requel, whatever you want to call it, from 2013. So it's going to be under 25, but we'll get to that when I get to my top five. The other movie is Guy Ritchie's The Covenant, which looks like a run-of-the-mill war film, Iraq, uh, Afghanistan war film starring Jake Gyllenhaal, which, listen... I don't know anything about Jake Gyllenhaal personally, but the guy does not open movies. He is not a butts-in-the-seats movie star. We have learned this. This gentleman continues to get big movies. He was out promoting this movie. He ate the hot wings, right? So we know that he has some sort of investment in this movie. Maybe it's artistic. Maybe it's financial. We do not know. It's probably both. But this movie, to me, feels like it's going to open very low. It's tracking from three to seven. The thing with this sort of movie is do the Earth Dogs, do the Stack Dwellers, do the Ham and Eggers, do the Salts of the Earth go out to see this movie? Because it's a military movie. These do have a precedent of doing well if they're if there's interest, right? I mean the what is that uh gosh you know see without pat here to to vamp i mean you've got american assassin which is like on the highest highest level of this sort of movie right i mean but again bradley cooper is uh not american assassin what's the movie that i'm thinking of i'm thinking of the bradley cooper a s- military movie American Sniper. Yeah, of course, American Assassin was a middling movie starring one of my faves, Michael Keaton. American Sniper. See, you can see. Fuck it. We're doing it live. American Sniper in 2014. I mean, massive hit. Hall is no Bradley Cooper, although he may wish to be. Uh, I'm going to have to comp this right now just to the last Jake Hall movie here. 
ambulance, which uh, had a, you know, a lot of buzz going into it because people were like, oh, this is going to be the return of the Michael Bay that we love. And this, it, it ended up being kind of a disappointment. I mean, I think it did really well on streaming, which... Of course it will because it was in the theaters and it was a legitimate movie. But it opened pretty low. And it opened at, geez, $8 million, 8.6. So I'm feeling lower for Covenant. So I just don't know what Jake Gyllenhaal does moving forward. I mean, of course he was in a hit Spider-Man movie, but... Outside of those kind of things, the guy really can't put butts in the seats. And he's definitely not. I mean, he might have been a slight value add for the Spider-Man film, but he's not a guy that people rush out to see. So it's going to be interesting if this thing even makes the top five. I don't think it will. The other big story is Super Mario Bros. is having a... Insane run. I mean, to the point where we just don't know how high it can go. And it's threatening to have the best third weekend of an animated uh, movie ever, which it already has the best second weekend. So I do think that that is in the offing. Right now, only, according to Box Office Pro, only six films have ever exceeded $60 million in their third frame. So, Avatar, 68.5. Avatar The Way of Water, 67.4. Black Panther, 66.3. Avengers Endgame, 63.3. And Avengers Infinity War, 62.1. So... There is Star Wars The Force Awakens, which did 90.2, which is not going to happen. But, I mean, this thing could do 70. I mean, this could be such a small drop because nothing here is going to cut into or cannibalize, our new favorite word, the audience for Mario. Mario still has all the, not all the premium screens, but it's got a ton of premium screens. So it's still going to have those high ticket prices. I, the, the Evil Dead is not crossing over with Mario, truly. The Covenant is not truly crossing over with Mario. So Mario is going to have open road, which is great. I mean, because it keeps making money here. So with that said, let us do my top five. Number one slam doink of all slam doinks, obviously, is the Super Mario Brothers movie. I think this thing makes 70. I just do. I feel it. I mean, even if it makes in the 60s, the high mid-60s, that's spectacular. But I'm just feeling 70. I think people just have a hunger, a hunger for this movie. Number two, I think kind of by default is Evil Dead Rise. I don't see this making above 25, as I said before. And I'm going to go 19 on this because... I think there's a lot of online buzz, and, and we got a great email from Austin, be, Wanna Be Oh Boy Austin, one of the OGs of, of, of Wanna Be Oh Boydom, and he's just always such a smart mind when it comes to 
this sort of stuff. So he goes 22 on Evil Dead Rise, but he's also thinking uh, the, 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 the $30 million is kind of out of range for this sort of movie. And so I totally agree with him that this could be for hardcore splatterheads only. Now, I am going to say number three is going to be Okay, I'm going to go Air, and the only reason I'm going to go Air is because John Wick 4 feels like it is a very hyper-violent movie, and it crosses over with Evil Dead Rise's audience, and I think they're going to go to Evil Dead Rise, and John Wick 4 is going to go to number four. And then underneath that is very interesting, because we have Guy Ritchie's The Covenant, which is probably going to cry macho if it's lucky. We have Dungeons and Dragons, which is still holding on. But then we have Ari Aster's Bo is Afraid. Bo is Afraid is a movie that opened in four theaters, New York and L.A., of course, the coasts. And it's going wide. And it's going to open in about 1,200 theaters. Now, it is divisive when it comes to critics. Now, critics don't really matter, huh? Most of the time. But critics kind of matter when it comes to these sort of films. I mean, Ari Aster, known for high-minded horror, this is not that. Although people have said it is disturbing in a way that, say, a Charlie Kaufman movie can be disturbing. But I don't know. It's, it's it, the it, it seems like it's maxed out in the coasts that's where it'll max out i don't see the hammenagers having any interest in this even though it's an a24 and a24 has its fanboys that will see anything i mean there's a24 fanboys who saw woodshock in theaters and so i don't see this slipping into the top five i'm gonna go with the crowd pleaser the fun movie, and I'm going to say Dungeons and Dragons rounds out that top five. So that is my top five, and we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. I'm very curious to see what we get this weekend with Mario and Evil Dead, and I'm also curious to hear more from everybody about whether or not I need to see Mario, because we did get a few emails, and I'll just uh, focus on one right now. Nathan, one of B.O. Boy Nathan's, said in the title of his email, Baby Movies, Clayton is not hashtag... I'm sorry. Rafid, you know it. Clayton is hashtag not a critic, huh? And does not, under any circumstances, need to travel to the Mushroom Kingdom. So we've got that. And then we also got... A message, and I'm trying to find it because it's on, you know what? I think it's on our YouTube, so check out our YouTube. It is on our YouTube channel, and I let me just call that up real quick. Find that video, and we had a comment from, I believe, a wannabe oh boy about whether or not I need to see Mario and whether it is 
something I must do in order to report upon this movie. So, looking at the video. Okay. All right. Infeliz. If I'm saying that wrong, I apologize. You can go ahead and write that I said it wrong and tell me how to say it. But always posting on our YouTube videos. We love your comments. Keep them coming. But not always comments that I appreciate. Here he says, I have to say, I agree with Pat. I never want, you never want to hear that. I never want to hear that. But he goes on to say, Clayton needs to see this movie, referring to Mario. Clayton needs to be on the in with such a global event. Someone needs to drag Clayton. This is a can't-miss event. This is way too important. Now, I agree with one thing. I will need to be dragged. I will need to be dragged to this movie because, listen, I still haven't seen Air. I still haven't seen Dungeons & Dragons. I mean, I'm, I, I need to see some movies just for my own personal enjoyment. I have been very busy, and I do want to see these films. Mario is at the bottom of that list. So if I'm going to get dragged to a film, I mean, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to get dragged to it. I mean, I'm going to have to get dragged to it. So that is very true. But that's it. I mean, we'll see. If I go to Mario this weekend, it'll probably not happen. Uh, I may never see Mario. I mean, I'm just being candid here. I may never even see it. I may not even see it on streaming because I have such little interest. But I appreciate this movie. I do think this movie is doing incredible things, right? I mean, this thing could beat out Incredibles 2 to be the highest grossing animated film all time domestically, right? So, I mean, this thing, there's no ceiling to it. So it is one of those things that I can just look at from afar and put up my thumb and say, good job, Mario. Good job. So I think that's it. Everybody want to be oh boys, want to be oh girls, want to be oh people. You can go ahead and email us if you want to at the boys podcast at gmail.com. Follow our YouTube channel. We I there's no video for this one because it's just me hanging out. So check out our Sunday or Monday episode. That will definitely be a YouTube video as well, because we are now YouTubers. You can tweet us at the BO Boys Podcast at BO Boys Podcast. I think that's what it is. I don't do this. Pat does this. You guys know the drill. Everything's in the show notes. Just look at the show notes. So I don't think there's anything left to say except for until next time. We'll smell you at the box office. <laughs> <laughs>